again. Welcome to Series 3 of Satisfied. The Series 3 podcasts relate to the Healthy Living Bible Study that covers the books of Colossians and Philemon in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. We are looking at infections that can make us spiritually sick and how to get healthy again. The way to fight or avoid infection is to be satisfied by the truth of God we have in Jesus Christ. That gives us a strong immune system to fight and prevent infection in our hearts and minds. My heart has been satisfied by the love and truth of Jesus. I want you to come along with me and experience that too. Together, we'll pursue healthy living in Christ. In today's podcast, for Lesson 10, we'll look at how we can overcome the holy huddle infection. You've probably heard that phrase, holy huddle, and may have an idea of what it means. Since this infection attacks our purpose, I'm going to start by saying that Jesus commissions us with a purpose. We need to know what it is. In Colossians chapter 4, Paul asks his friends to pray for him to proclaim the gospel clearly to those who are within hearing. He's in chains. Yet he knows that even in chains, his purpose is still to make disciples for Jesus. Then Paul goes on to remind the Colossians that they are to do the same thing in their community. And he gives them some encouragement how to be intentional to make that happen. Jesus Christ calls you to a new life, clothes you with himself, commissions you with a purpose, and empowers you to fulfill that purpose. It's a twofold purpose, to follow him as his disciple and to live for him as a disciple maker. To follow Jesus as his disciple means that you make the choice to learn from Jesus through what is taught in the Bible and in dependent obedience, apply those teachings to your life. We call that discipleship. Discipleship is how Christians get established and grow in their faith, usually through Bible study, sermons, small groups, and personal devotions. Discipleship tends to be inward focused, how I am growing in the Lord, how you are growing in the Lord. But discipleship is incomplete without disciple making. In disciple making, you trust in Christ and choose to follow him as his disciple. The difference is that while you were growing in your own faith, you were also reaching new people for Christ, building them up in their faith and helping them reach their peers. Disciple making is outward focus. It is thinking to yourself, hey, I just learned something cool about Jesus. I can share it with someone else who needs to know this. Jesus wants his followers to become disciple makers like that. Disciple making is intentional and relational. To be intentional means to be deliberate and strategic. You know what relational means. To be together, spending time to listen, talk to know and be known. Christian women are pretty good at being intentional and relational with one another. We love Bible study groups. That's where disciples grow. 
Most of us know we're supposed to be disciple makers, but it's easy to get sidetracked from that. We hang out together so much with other Christians that we lose connection with those who don't know Jesus. We find it hard to even talk with them, so we ignore them whenever possible. You know you've caught the holy huddle infection when that happens to you. But the one who gave you the purpose will show you how to overcome this infection. Reaching out to non-believers takes courage. Maybe when you think of talking about Jesus with that neighbor or coworker, you feel like you don't know what to say or you have a fear of rejection. Most of the time, we just prefer to be comfortable with growing closer to Christ and enjoying community with other believers. But Jesus doesn't want us to stay in our holy huddles. He demonstrated for us how to be intentional in building relationships with others and introducing them to him. Jesus engaged people who needed to know him throughout his three and a half years of ministry. To engage means to bring things together, to cause them to interlock. Jesus did this by intentionally going to where the people were who needed to know him. Wherever he went, he built relationships with those who were interested even those with bad reputations. He invited people to follow him, some to travel with him, others to go back home and share about him. His love for people motivated him to do this. Just like Jesus, we need to build intentional relationships with those who do not know Christ or do not know him well. In my heart, I want to do that, to be obedient, in sharing about him to others around me who need to know him. But I often feel so inadequate. You may feel that way too. A few years ago, I realized that if I was going to get beyond this inadequacy, I would need to work at preparing myself to share about the Lord in daily conversation. I would need to pray for opportunity to introduce Jesus to other women and then trust him to do the rest. By the way, that is the simplicity of disciple-making. It's a huge part of my purpose and your purpose while we are alive on this earth. But how do we do this and avoid the holy huddle infection? We must start out by asking Jesus to show us how to love the non-Christians in our lives while He works in their hearts. Here's a simple phrase to remind me of that. Pray and love. What does that look like? You can ask Jesus to bring to mind the unchurched women in your life. Consider those whom you frequently see or where you are presently connected. Some we think are non-Christians may be believers who have never been discipled, so their lives look like those of unbelievers. Write their names down. Then pray for each one whenever you think about her, asking the Holy Spirit to work in her heart to draw her to Jesus so she will trust in him. Also, ask Jesus to give you his love for her and to help you understand what she is feeling and needing from him, his living through you. Commit to make the most of any connection you have to build a relationship with her and show Jesus' love and compassion to her. Trust in the Lord to show you how 
he can use you in her life to introduce her to Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit can open the eyes of unbelievers to the truth of the gospel and convert their hearts. But Jesus has given us the job to communicate the gospel. We can do our part by praying for them and loving them. We can also be ready to share how Jesus has impacted our lives. That's called a faith story. Your story is Jesus' story in your life. Only you know it and can share it. Someone might reject the gospel facts, but it's very hard to argue with your experience of the gospel. You can shape a short one using just three words. Choose any three words to represent your life. One for before knowing Jesus, one for how you came to believe in him, and one for your life as a believer since. Using your three words, create one to two sentences for each word. Just a brief explanation of how each word relates to your story. My three words are striving, freedom, and satisfied. I spent my growing up years striving for the best in everything, grades, awards, and good behavior, because my heart needs were tied to what I could achieve, my performance. When I trusted in what Jesus did for me on the cross, I experienced real freedom from the burden of performance because my faith in Jesus made me perfectly acceptable to God forever. My heart is now satisfied by his love and his acceptance without my having to earn his favor through performance. My satisfied heart wants to live a life that pleases him. See, that's short and easy to remember. Try it. You can interject your three-word story into a conversation or ask another woman, what three words might define her life? Once you've shaped a short faith story to share, consider some conversation transitions to use on various topics. This is the advice Paul gives in Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Create some salty conversation. This is what I mean. Think through common topics of casual conversation you might have with another woman that could lead to sharing some part of your story. Consider how you might identify with her and what God has done in your life to make a difference for you. Common topics are when bad things happen, when good things happen, talking about community or family. Here's an example using family. The subject of family comes up. You say, I am so glad that God cares even more about my family than I do. What would I do without him helping me too? And then fill in part of your story. Women use 20,000 words per day. We might as well make them work for disciple making, right? The last preparation is to know how to share the basic gospel facts. So choose a simple presentation of the gospel to memorize and have ready to use. Speak it aloud to yourself several times so you know it well enough without having to think about it. 
Ask the Spirit to give you boldness and opportunity to share this with someone soon. These few preparations are intentional and relational and will help you overcome the holy huddle infection. Pray for and love the unchurched women around you. Shape a short faith story to share. Consider some conversation transitions to your faith story and know how to share the gospel. That's how you become a disciple maker. But here's the best part. Jesus empowers us to accomplish our purpose as disciple makers. You and I can be a disciple maker not because we are so great or even smart. Not because we've been a Christian a long time or know the Bible well. Jesus is the one who makes us able. We are simply to trust him, obey him, let him work through us. Being scared is a good thing because we will rely on him more. How do you trust him? Just say, Lord, I can't on my own, but you can do this in me and through me. Then watch what he does. He will lead you and encourage you to accomplish the purpose he gives you to be a disciple maker. All of these preparations are interwoven into the Bible study called Live Out His Love. You can find it on my website, MelanieNewton.com, as well as other disciple-making resources there. As Paul writes in Colossians, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. A spiritual infection takes you captive to something other than Christ. The holy huddle infection is bad. Knowing the truth that you've been commissioned with a purpose and empowered to accomplish that purpose gives you an immune system that overcomes this spiritual infection. Let Jesus satisfy your heart needs with his truth and his love so you can get well and stay well. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by his love.